0: Hello and welcome to Not Bane Podcast, your weekly rundown of UK politics from a black millennial view. Every week, join me, Bay, and Corey as we look at parliament and stories from across the diaspora.
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Not Bane Podcast. This week, we are do we are focusing on one thing. We are going to give a complete The most rounded roundup you have heard so far of quite possibly the most turbulent week in British politics since at least 2016, if not further back than that. I thought you were going to go further back the other day. I was going to say of the century to date, but you know, Brexit, Mm -hmm. there's been some things. There's been some things. There's been some things, but definitely since 2016, the craziest week in British politics Yet.
0: There was the ousting of, you know what, let me not get distracted You're right, we've got to focus, there's so much yes. going on yep. So
1: we are going to attempt To tie together, wrap together Bind together Oh gosh! You're so the exciting. narrative The story The unfolding Of the craziness, the madness The insanity That is Boris Johnson's government And it's now Final downfall So to set the scene and to give a bit of context, yeah. today is, we are recording today on Wednesday, the 13th of July. However, the story begins, that's Tuesday, at approximately 5.30pm, there were two resignations from the cabinet, almost planned, almost straight after one another. First of all, we had Saji Javid, the health secretary, forgot, he's had so many cabinet jobs I forgot, yes <laughs> Stadji Javid, is... and then Javid as the health secretary, immediately after that our Chancellor, the furlough king himself, Rishi Sunak okay first of all
0: da, da, da. Asterix,
1: it was time for him to go asterix, as
0: well Asterix, 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 let's not call him the furlough king because Corbyn's made the suggestion that they need to give out furlough in the first place because furlough was not even a twinkle in any of their eyes, okay? Continue, right. Corinth,
1: thank you and there's your one shoehorning of your boy, <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn, into this. This is not about Jeremy Corbyn. I
0: mean, you were say it's not about Jeremy Corbyn, and yet Nadim Zahawi seems to, that's all he can think about. Continue, anyway, Let's not it all distracted. started
1: last Tuesday. That's how it started. I finished with my introduction. Over to you.
0: That, oh, that was it? Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, so after we got uh, Sunak, after we got Javid, there was a little bit of radio silence. We were like, oh, we thought it was coordinated Then there was a slowing down. Then we got parliamentary secretary, parliamentary secretary, private parliamentary aide. Then we got um one of the head senior civil servants handed in his resignation. And then it all came tumbling down. Then we got Kemi. Then
1: we got... No, you're going too far. You're going too far. Then so we got Kemi, far she resigns. So, so we're well into. Oh wait, to, oh, wait
0: sorry. No, I, you know what? I forgot. I forgot. We got Bim Afolami resigning live on Talk TV, yes, saying yeah, that yeah, Boris yeah. needs down. to go. And then the presenter asked, "Are you resigning?" Well, he said, "I don't think I can stay on after saying that." He's <laughs> like, so, while you're saying that you're resigning, he's like, "I guess I am." Yeah.
1: It was, it was the most low energy. Resignate? I was going to say government. He's not in government. He's like, uh, what was he some vice chair of the Conservative mm-hmm. Party for youth mm-hmm. or something like that? It was the most low energy resignation you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was saying you went ahead of yourself because Kemi, Kemi yeah. and her mates didn't resign they did, they, 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 until they, 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 they,
0: no, until everybody else had gone. I and mean, Zahawi had resigned, um, and then it was an absolute roller coaster. An, trying to think what happened when?
1: Immediately. So was, basically, between there so many. We went from Tuesday evening with Sajid Javid and Rishi Sunak resigning. Then we had Wednesday. So Wednesday was obviously Prime Minister's questions. And then immediately after Prime Minister's questions, Boris Johnson faced uh, a committee of MPs. It's it's something he does periodically. The liaison committee, yeah. The liaison committee. So this is basically in Parliament. Obviously, you have all of your different select committees. You've got your your, um, health, defence, finance, agriculture. You've got all of these different. And then each committee has a chair. Now the liaison committee, which Boris Johnson was in, went in front of on Wednesday, was basically a committee made up of all of the individual chairs of the committees. So that was um, on Wednesday afternoon. However, before and after, our absent, an absent absolute flurry of resignations. It got that bad and that embarrassing. Sky News, I think even BBC, it basically ended up having uh, a counter, a, a counter in the on the top right of the screen. Every time a minister or, well, yeah, a minister or anybody with a, you know, anybody in the government payroll resigned.
0: I believe I went to bed and it was 38 ministers had resigned and Boris had not.
1: So this was, yes, Wednesday night. So obviously Tuesday, Rishi and Saj went a bit, Saj like I know the guy, went a bit quiet. <laughs> and then Wednesday, we had the flurry, the flurry, the flurry. Wednesday ended, like you said, with 38. We got up Thursday morning. I actually got up late, got to that I slept in. Because I got up at nine o'clock and I'm like, Oh, crap. Oh, I said resigned. He, no. No, 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 no. he hadn't yeah, resigned yet. The next day. There were more resignations. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. And it, eventually it got up to about 50. I think it's 52 by Thursday afternoon. Yeah. But then Thursday morning, we're now hearing the rumblings of he's going to be making a statement. Well, at no, no, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. And then, first of all, we've also forgotten that uh, Nazim Zahawi resigned and oh, then. Oh, my Chancellor And then. The took, chancellor. And then took the job as Chancellor of the Exchequer. And right. then said the reason that he took the job. And then and then, you know, maybe less than, I don't know, 12 hours, 24 hours later, he uh, released a statement on his chance of the exchequer letterhead calling for Boris to resign and also blaming Jeremy Corbyn. Um, yes. So let me get to that.
1: So, yes. So I've given we've given a kind of rundown of how it went in terms of resignations from Also, Tuesday. apparently
0: pretty went with went with him to also tell him to resign.
1: Tuesday to Thursday. That's the sort of resignation. So we're going Tuesday evening through Wednesday to Thursday morning. And then Thursday lunchtime is when we got Boris Johnson coming out and giving the speech outside of London, 10 down the street that basically saying he was stepping down. However, we had all of these different parallel stories, which you just referred to, because mm-hmm. obviously when you have a great officer of state and another senior cabinet member resign, you need to replace them, don't you? Especially if you don't intend to resign yourself um so obviously Boris Johnson had to replace them so so Wednesday morning he had to replace Rishi and he had to replace Sajid Javid so mm-hmm. um so so and he had to re- so so yes so he replaced Rishi Sunak with Nadim Zahawi he became he was promoted from education secretary yeah. yes education secretary to chancellor then we had um uh what's his face big Be- got promoted to health secretary to replace Sajid Javid. And then my mate, James Cleverley, um he got promoted from the backwaters to become the new education secretary. But yes, as you said, Nadim Zahawi got given the job of chancellor Wednesday morning. And then by Thursday morning, his was another one of these letters that kept appearing mm-hmm. calling on Johnson to go. So it was like, either this guy's a complete idiot or he's Machiavelli returned. Um we're going to move on to the Tory party leadership contest because there is one now and he's now out of it. So maybe the Machiavelli side, maybe, maybe he shot himself in the foot with that. But yes, I think I just, I was just jumping off what you were saying because there are, there are all of these parallel stories because yes, you have people resigning, but then you have people being given jobs. Um, you mentioned about Pretty Patel. One last point I wanted to make about that. So it just, it got crazy. Today was just minister after minister after minister and then it started getting to the cabinet. That was Thursday morning. So Thursday morning you knew it was absolutely over because more cabinet members basically started resigning. So you had the Secretary of State for the Welsh Secretary, he went um, and then there was speculation about who else might go. Might Michael Gove got... My, Michael Gove got he got sacked we'll come back to that part
0: that uh, oh god see <laughs> that's another yeah. parallel story honestly this this uh, rundown is absolutely a shambolic timeline time, time, wise because yeah, mean, oh wait yeah yeah no 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 because they gave him until the end of the day to resign Wednesday my, this is Wednesday yeah Wednesday Michael Gove had given him an ultimatum saying he needs to resign you need to go he's, or he's going to come out and say that he's resigning and uh, he gave him a nine o'clock <laughs> deadline and I believe at 8.59 <laughs> they announced that he had fired Michael Gove, which I believe was very much him getting him in the back, or stabbing him in the back pre-previous uh, leadership election.
1: Indeed. When so, he um, to back
0: him, so, uh, you know.
1: So, yes, he had all these cabinet mem- members... Uh, Going or calling for him to go, or these sort of mealy-mouthed word letters coming out saying, "I really think it's time for the prime minister." He should yeah, maybe, maybe you know, think about it. But then those stories about Ben Wallace, who's the defence secretary, Patel, home secretary—they didn't come for, call for him to resign to resign. People were like, oh, "Are they backing him too?" But it turns out even they weren't backing him but they just felt they had to stay in their job because of the positions that they had as health secretary, defense secretary. You know, Ben Wallace put out a tweet basically saying, you know, re- reading between the lines, he basically said, yeah, I agree with everybody else, but you know what, I'm in charge of defense. And, you know, if crap, if, if stuff goes down, I need to be here, basically. And he said, we, and he referred to the safety of the country. Mm-hmm. So obviously the other person he was talking about was pretty Patel. So obviously also pretty Patel wanted him to go, everybody apart from Nadine, Mad nads and Jacob Rees Mogg mm-hmm. wanted him to go. Um, so yes, back to you.
0: No, okay, so we're perfect where we are in the timeline now. So Nadine you covered and Jacob Michael Gove, didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: Covered Michael Gove. He
1: got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, don't laugh, it's not nice.
0: And then right. <clears throat> you know, kept, I mean, Boris kept fighting on and then, then the next day. This thursday thursday. Thursday, yeah. thursday morning i remember it was thursday morning because it was hot
1: and was i only, woke up it was only four days ago i would be a bit worried if you didn't remember
0: oh uh, that's uh well tomorrow's you know anyway yeah it was more than four days ago
1: five whatever keep going
0: i remember it was thursday morning because i woke up i was lying on the sofa getting a little bit of sun on my toes having my morning news scroll and then I socialist. got... <laughs> and then I got the... Uh, no, I hadn't even gone for a walk to go and get a coffee yet. And then I got the notification. Bling, bling. I said, eh? He's resigned. Boris gets through in yes. the towel. I didn't think that he was going to go. I thought he was going to really stick it out. I really, 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 really thought he did. But I think he realised that he didn't have enough MPs to even make a cabinet. So... Um, he threw in the towel. He gave up. He gave in. And uh, well, as, it, it and became... to quote Boris, "them's the breaks."
1: Oh God. yeah. We'll we'll go on to the speech, which was horrible. Um, but you're right. Himself, it just it got to the point where it was just physically. It just it was impossible. There would be no government. Like yeah. there would there was. It got to the point where there there was just simply going to be no functioning government because, you, like I said, you had fifty two. Um, most of the ministers, not all ministers, but basically fifty-two ministers resign. Um, there's only 138, 140, something like that of them, anyway. Um, so, you know, you've got a third of them resigning. Mm-hmm. You've already got a huge chunk of his party that that um, that don't want him to be leader anyway, because obviously we had the no confidence vote a few weeks ago, and he he won it. But barely. they said
0: they said he won. Uh uh-uh. uh, we're getting him out of him here by hook or by crook. They yeah. no, said they couldn't be bothered to wait to change the rules of the 1922 committee. No one's got time. It's time to go. Yeah, Everyone really... had already got their um, thing in, in line. They had got their leadership um bids ready. They were ready for him to go. They said time for a new leader.
1: They really got to the point where it was literally it was a case of you know rats leaving sinking ship. It got it got to the got to the point on Wednesday, especially later on Wednesday, especially. Thursday I mean, when morning, Kemi
0: Badnok res- that five-person resignation letter, I thought, oh please.
1: Yeah, it got to she, the point where been, it's like, okay, you got to just leave. Yeah, you
0: know, to, to you know, to show what I left before you know before the government collapsed. It's like, babes.
1: I think it got to the point definitely. Those la- of that fifty-two. You know, apart from Saji Javid and Rishi Sunak, and maybe a couple of the early Wednesday ones, you know, okay, you can say they were out of principle. All of the rest, especially the ones that resigned on Thursday morning, that wasn't principle, that was simply people seeing the direction the wind of the wind, and were like, you know what, I'm not gonna be left here with this guy and nobody else, and Larry the cat. You know, <laughs> so so it clearly was just a case of, and like you said, he wasn't he percent wasn't gonna go because no. he got up in parliament, he got. I mean I was going to say he got up in parliament at PMQs on Wednesday and said he wasn't going to go but Keir Starmer your mate didn't even I'm not, even, leaving. I'm not even, leaving. no but he didn't even uh raise the issue of like it was mad he was he was he was peppering him on was it cost of living or other stuff like he wasn't even he he did not even raise the issue that everybody was talking about that you've had a bunch of ministers resign this morning and last night um but then obviously Ian Blackford Anyway, he was in the Commons and he was like, "Yeah, he's not going anywhere, you know." And then even, <clears throat> and then when he was in front of this liaison committee, it, it got to a, it was so funny because a lot of them they were all looking at their phones. So you had all mm. of these, you know, chair chair different chair people of different committees, and they it they knew more about what was going yeah, on than him. they say. Oh,
0: do you know that this person's resigned? Do you know that this person resigned? Are you going to be doing this? There's a bunch of your MPs waiting for you. At they, they, were and they, was, was and they were telling him. And he was like, "Are you going to resign?" He's like, "That's not what I'm here to talk about, you know. You're telling to me tell to, to be things that I don't even know to be true or not." To I'm, not, I'm here to answer questions about today. I'm not here to ask questions about previously.
1: It was, you know,
0: he was extremely flustered. Yeah, it got it was, really ridiculous. because he was bumbling. That, I mean, yeah. to be fair, to be fair to him, not that he needs anything from me, it was a bit ridiculous I'm asking him things that are happening in the news while he's in the committee. He's like, yeah. it does, like, I get, you know, it's, it's cute points for cabinet TV or whatever, but realistically, like, stop it. Not yeah, gonna, they, it's a yeah. waste of it's a waste of time when you could actually be asking probing questions that we could be using later on down the line.
1: On the flip side, though, on the flip side, one of the MPs did retort to him, basically something worse to the effect of, "Well, um, is there any point you telling me telling us responding to these questions because are you going to even be in post? Um, you know, I think he was saying he's going to get back to them on something, and they were like, "Well, is that really?" are you going to get back to us or because are you going to be gone? So, yeah, I guess you can say they should have been asking him about what they would normally ask him about, which are issues related to their different briefs and not, you know, the, the drama um, about what was going on in his cabinet. But at the same time, they did. One of them did make a good point of basically saying, well, is there any point in asking you these questions? Because are you going to be prime minister? Forget next week, tomorrow, t- later mm. today. And well, he wasn't. <laughs> well, he is. We'll get on to that. He yeah,
0: exactly. He's still, <laughs> He's prime, still minister.
1: prime minister. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely a uh, crazy, very fast moving, you know, every time you heard new, one minister was, had resigned, another one, so it was, they kept having, I think uh, I was listening to somebody, I think it was, yeah, that was it, um, what's his face, Fraser Nelson, one of the spectator guys, he was basically saying they were updating their live blog, and every time they, you know, published the live blog, it was, it out, was, of it was out of date, mm-hmm. the information was out of date.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It was really hard to keep an eye, to keep an eye, to keep a peg on what was going on at one point. you It was the notifications were just, it was absolutely constant. It was and, crazy. But it was, uh, it, you know, like they say, it's going to be a really uh, busy few years for GCSEs in, the next, you know, in 20 years' time. It's a very busy decade that we're having.
1: It was embarrassing, though. It, got, it did get to the point where I was like, OK, this is embarrassing. Like on a sort of global scale, he, it was embarrassing, very embarrassing, because really? it, it just got pathetic. Like, because you really had did have to question at one point, like, do we have a functioning government? I mean, obviously, you've got civil servants who thankfully would have been holding down the fort. But if it got, if it, you know, if it carried on another few days, it would have been, I guess, it's just even worse than it was. You know, I'm you say literally wouldn't have had a functioning government.
0: We can say all of that, but this, like, I mean, this, this, it's been a shamble government for a while now. So, well, yes. I mean, so I mean, like, to be honest,
1: but at I mean, least it had the veneer of it of didn't. maybe not respecting. That, that was a but, pers- um... that,
0: I think. I think it was a personal choice to choose to see that veneer because it absolutely did not really exist. No,
1: no. You had people in their jobs. You had secretaries oh, of State.
0: Oh, okay, great stuff.
1: No, but I mean, you got mm. to a point where you had a lot of secretaries, secretaries of State
0: were, missing. Nadine, Nadine Dorries was a Secretary of State.
1: I mean. One well, th- good that thing to about... you,
0: that to you is a functional government. Someone who doesn't he doesn't even understand the basics of her brief. Anyway, we're getting distracted. So let's keep going.
1: Yes. Well, one good thing about the fall of the Johnson administration is that <clears throat> hopefully there will be less jokers and lightweights like Nadine Dorries in cabinet. One can only hope.
0: Uh why? I mean, to be fair, now that Boris is gone, all the absolute dangers that he promoted because they supported him and uh, supported his leadership bid and supported him him unwaveringly with no question or, you know, um, sentient thought, those people will hopefully be relegated back to the backbenches at least. Of course they will,
1: because the thing is about
0: uh, Boris... Like, Jacob Rees-Mogg is not a serious serious politician. Nadine Dorries is not a serious politician. They have no policy. They don't have no understanding. And hopefully we can get a little bit of semblance of, but then again, Liz Truss could be prime ministers, then we're all up, you know, shit creek without a paddle. So
1: I think though it it's interesting to note though the ones who are, who are most vociferously backing him to the very end. And it really was the ones who you know would never get a cabinet job with anybody else. No. Those two, those two being chi- those two chief among them who were, you know, backing him to the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, because they know the gravy trains up. And if he goes, they go. Um, You know, the car's gone, the extra salary top-up, whatever they get's gone. Um, And and they're no longer around the cabinet table every Tuesday morning or whenever they have their meetings. Um, So, yeah. Shall we move on? Uh,
0: Yes, we shall. So, just a little bit of background about how we ended up in this great PM race saga in the first place. So... Essentially, what has happened is there has been a number of uh, scandals that have been piling up in the wake of Boris's premiership, and the most recent one and the one that has caused his downfall has been this saga with regards to Chris Pincher. So, Chris Pincher is an MP for Tamworth, I believe. No, it was like Tammy Badnock. Anyway, so Chris, Chris Pincher is a Conservative MP who um, is a deputy whip and it had been reported that previously he had um, inappropriately touched two um, male aides for the conservative party and it was brought to the attention of the prime minister and it was apparently what was brought to the attention was in the press was that he was known for this behavior and he was uh hired or given a job by boris johnson regardless of this even though he knew about this behavior. And he was given the job regardless, basically, because he was one of his allies. And then Boris Johnson came out and said he did not know that this was not true. And he this was also the line that he gave a number of senior Tory MPs who he sent out to do regular press. You know, we had Dominic Raab, Nadine Dorries, a few other people going out on the morning television shows, BBC, uh, uh, Good Morning Britain, blah, 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 blah. All of these shows saying, the the Prime Minister categorically did not know and would not have hired him if he did know. Then it was leaked that he did know, I believe it was leaked by, or a statement was given by a member of the civil service who said that he did know. And then Boris Johnson uh, released a statement to say that he did know he had just forgotten. So what you had was a bunch of senior um, Tory MPs coming out backing the government towing the government line and then less than you know a couple of days later it came out again that actually Boris had lied and I think at that point a number of uh Tory M- um, senior Tory MPs had basically had enough of having the runaround had enough of consistently backing Boris and then being made to look a fool on TV and like I believe at one point the information was found out while Dominic Rubb was giving was talking to somebody um on one of the news ch- channels, was giving his statement saying, you know, that's not what I know as far as I've been told. As far as I know, the prime minister categorically did not know. And then at that same time, the information was being leaked that actually Boris Johnson did know, and he was giving his apology. So I think a lot of members of the uh, of senior Tory MPs had just had enough of being made a fool of on TV. Have been, you know, and and if we're being honest, I don't. You know, I think a lot of people are framing this as you know being you know, um, you know his, Chris Pincher's behavior being the issue that uh caused mps to revolt i you know maybe if people want to attribute that level of goodwill to them that's good i don't believe i don't believe that that is the case at all i actually believe that it was more the embarrassment that caused them to decide that this was enough however you know we can all have our own personal opinions Uh, uh, also apparently among the press pack In general, within Westminster, Chris Pincher's behaviour was a widely known secret. So, again, this, I think, is also important to hold somewhat our press to account, to say it's all right for them to say, you know, well, oh, this was a widely known secret, everybody knew that this is his behaviour. This is the first time the rest of us is hearing about this whatsoever. So this is both a failure, one, of the Prime Minister, two, of the safeguards within Parliament, and three, a failure of our press to hold um, government and members of government to account. Again, and a rundown of a few of the other scandals. We had Wallpapergate, where um, donations from uh, high-ranking donors of the Tory party were paying for the refurbishment of uh, Boris Johnson's flat. And also, we've now recently seen an invoice of nearly £200,000 for um, the refurbishment of the uh, Number 10 Downing Street, including a £3,000 drinks cart and a £2,500 wicker mirror. Also, what? we yeah 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 we also had partygate, a number of those the fines. What else did we have? We had the uh failure to feed uh school children, school school meals during lockdown. We had breaking the lockdown rules. We had the cost of living crisis. The uh, the cutting of the twenty pound uplift. You know, it's at this point
1: VAT rise. Yeah, uh, not VAT. Sorry, national insurance. Rise. National
0: insurance rise. Uh, fuel, the cost of uh, fuel, supply chain issues. I mean, some of these are, are not gross's fault. Most of them are. Uh, we can also talk about the you know the past twelve years of absolute abysmal living that we've had in this country. But in general, but
1: that's not why. That, that's really not agree. no, that's yeah, not that why.
0: Because it's because yeah. it's not abysmal. It's abysmal living for the rest of us. They're enjoying you know that thirty-two billion pounds of test and trace money that we can't find that seems to have found its way into Tory donors' back pockets. Enjoyable. They're having a lovely time. However, Boris had to be the face of the person that they knifed in the front to say that regime is gone. All of those problems die with him. Now elect me, Rishi Sunak, former Chancellor of the Exchequer, to solve the cost of living crisis, who just raised all your taxes. So that is why we are here today. That is why we're going through this leadership race. And now Corey is going to very graciously move us on through some of the resignations and uh, the leadership race as well. Over to you, my friend.
1: Oh, yeah. So um just one thing uh on what you said there. So it was reported that Boris said about this Chris Pincher guy, pincher by name, pincher by nature. Oh and, and his and here's how we know he absolutely said it. Because when he's asked when he was asked about it, he gave some waffling response about how he wasn't going to dignify that with a a reply, something like that. If he didn't say it, he just would have said, No, I didn't, I say, didn't it. say that." so he clearly said it but he just didn't want to be caught in yet another lie because there's that's something else we've got lying with lying to parliament he's he's still be about to be investigated for that that's another I mean, scandal
0: he's a known proven person who lies mm-hmm. consistently and yet lindsey hoyle will continue to throw you out of parliament if you call
1: him a liar mm. well <clears throat> Don Butler was on twitter talking about that anyway uh, uh yes sajid javid i just did want to quickly mention so Straight after Prime Minister's questions, as is customary, Sajid Javid gave a speech from his new position on the backbenches. His resignation speech uh, usually happens. Um, A very famous one was uh, Geoffrey Howe. Uh, He was Margaret Margaret Thatcher's cabinet and he was one of the sort of, when she got kicked out, he was... um, one of the major resignations for, for when she was brought down. And so that was a very famous speech. Uh, I don't think Sajid Javi's speech is going to go down in history alongside uh, speeches such as those. For those, for those who watch The Crown, you can see Jeffrey Howe's speech reenacted in season four. Anyway, Sajid Javi did give us the speech before Parliament. Um, not so much the speech I want to talk about, but his letter. So obviously him and Rishi Sunak, both, you know, their letters obviously were made public. Um, and they pretty much said the same They pretty much sort of struck the same notes So I'll take uh, Sajid Javid's letter as an example and, and a lot of the other ministerial letters Basically said the same thing too It's basically in two parts um, Privileged You know, it was great Loved having the job Privileged So thankful So so we did all of these great things But So that was basically the tone of all the letters We did all these great things together But And I'll read Uh, a short extract from Sajid Javid's butt section. So he said, the tone you set as a leader and the values you represent reflect on your colleagues, your party, and ultimately the country. We have not always been popular, but we have been competent in acting in the national interest. Sadly, in the current circumstances, the public are concluding that we are now neither. The vote of confidence last month showed that a large number of our colleagues agree, and he says it goes on to say. I regret to say, however, that it is clear to me that this situation will not change under your leadership, and you have therefore lost my confidence too. And it was similar to his actual speech. His speech, I thought, his speech was quite, quite brutal, to be honest. To, to Johnson, he he really Sajid, um, with yes, yeah, without obviously calling by name, but obviously everybody knew who he was talking about. He really did. Basically, say you know he he said well he the, the a key a key line of what key line from his speech was that he's he he he's his integrity, basically his integrity matters to him and he wasn't willing to compromise on his integrity mm-hmm. and so basically between you know reading between lines he's basically saying what we all know you Boris Johnson have made us all to be liars, and I had enough, and I've had enough. I not. mean,
0: but he served in the Boris Johnson government. Fine, first we can say place, that so... they
1: served and they no, backed No, 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 but well, I mean, I'm, no, I'm just making a point.
0: integrity, like, he's always been a liar, and his <laughs> lied when, it was lying when he was a foreign secretary, he's... I'm not he, talking about he, Boris Johnson,
1: no. I'm oh. just making the point that all of these ministers basically have come out, Sajid Javin in his speech, and others reading between the lines of their letters, it's a common theme that they've basically said. It's two things that they've, two gripes that they have. Number one, the sleaze... And and what Boris is doing to the party and the country. And secondly, this kind of this notion back to what you were saying there about all of these ministers who are brought on MPs who are brought on TV to repeat these government lines, they just feel royally pissed off that they've been made to basically lie and 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 constantly defend the indefensible. Um now I hear what you're saying. You could say, well, why did they ever get in his cabinet in the first place? Then they'd probably counter and say, well, they did it for the national interest. Part that to one side. The point is, they're all coming out and saying what we all know. You've basically made us all get in the pigs. You've made us all lie down. Well, We've all laid down with the dog. and We've all now come up with fleas. Um, so I think it's interesting. I just think it's a bit of vindication for the general public who... You know, sometimes we'll make, these MPs make, they they, they they almost, they try to make us feel like we're, they, they basically gaslight us into thinking, you know, we're, we're not seeing what we're seeing. Um, and we can see now that we were right all along, because they're now coming out and saying the same thing in their resignation letters. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, there's just, there's just no, there's no honesty and no integrity. Yeah,
0: that never has been from the start. Boris, Johnson, it started with a lie. It started with the 350 million on the side of the bus. Do you know what I mean? Like the foundation. Mm. You can, mm, uh, mm, as much as you like. It's I a mean, episode, Boris, boy.
1: Mm, okay. No,
0: sure, yeah. But I mean, in terms of <laughs> Boris Johnson, he's been a liar. We, like, for instance, if we want to go far, as far back as being, um, as as being, you know, Foreign Secretary and um, the stuff of Nazanin Zagahari Ratcliffe, with regards to him not knowing his brief, talk, you know, essentially saying the wrong thing and getting her locked up for however many more years. At the end of the day, all of like Boris Johnson has been an abject failure in cabinet.
1: And Michael Gove and, said and, it, didn't he? He's not in Parliament. He, Michael Gove said it last leadership election when they ran against each other. He's not fit to be prime minister. No, Michael Gove knew it then. A lot of us knew it then. Now we yeah. all know it now.
0: And they and they backed him regardless because of self serving. And then when and when it became that he was no longer, you know, did no longer was able to serve them professionally or politically, they got rid of him. And that's, like let's call it what it is. No one did it for the good of the country. They did it for good of themselves and for the good of their political party only. The Conservative Party conserves the Conservative Party. And as long as we see it that way, we will be absolutely fine. But this idea that the Conservative Party serves for the betterment of Britain or the betterment of the British people is absolutely false. And, if, if it's, and it's disingenuous for both their supporters and members of that party to, to say any different.
1: Okay, so whilst I agree that the the momentum for this was because they saw what was happening in the polls and mm-hmm. they knew that if if they go to the next general election with him as leader, yeah, it's not looking that it's not looking good. However, I have to take issue with the fact that you painting painting this kind of motivation of, of 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 an electoral win as if as if that's only to preserve the Conservative Party. They're the only ones who have tried to preserve their party. Listen, that's Labour not why I've said. That's not why I've said rid- No, you imply that.
0: I did not Labour impl-
1: got, got rid of, of Corbin because they thought they would lose the next election. It's what I politicians do. They get rid of leaders who they don't
0: imply think that the Conservative Party that is the only person the only party that is about the preservation of party. That's absolutely not. No, uh, I, so I don't I believe that at all it. because I mean it's very much clear that the um that the Labour Party, the Labour Party was not even was was um not even was trying to wreck the Labour Party, it was it's not even um concerned with about the preservation of the Labour Party. They're quite happy to wreck the Labour Party and rebuild it up from the scratch. Was, depending on they get their person at the front. Like they're they the, the Conservative Party is cohesive in trying to maintain the Conservative Party, regardless of what faction is in the front. They, that stuff rotates. The Labour Party is happy to completely wreck the entire party if the wrong faction to them is in front. So like, that's the difference only, but I do, absolutely do not believe that either party is not about the preservation of self. That's, you know, it's a political party. They want to be in power. That's fine. But I'm saying that they are absolutely. Oh, only, their only aim is about the preservation of party. Absolutely. It's not, it's not also about making life better for the average Britain. It's about making life better for the, the Britain, a specific subsection of the British public. Absolutely it's not about the, the this this northern powerhouse leveling up still hasn't happened yet the money only ever goes to conservative mps local councils only ever get money if it's for conservative mps they actively um work towards you know not sending money and to doing down areas that don't have conservative MPs. so it's not about the betterment of the whole country it's about the betterment of conservative party and conservative representatives only that's what i'm trying to say specifically in case i wasn't clear
1: Shall we move on to the race to replace the prime minister?
0: We shall. And now we get to the next phase of the saga, which is the leadership race. So firstly, to just lay the foundation, Boris Johnson has resigned. However, he is still prime minister and will continue to be prime minister until the autumn when the parliament um, comes, uh, resits, I believe in September. September the 6th, yeah. From September the 6th. So he would be Prime Minister until then. Um, part, apparently, what was leaked is part of the reason that he didn't want to go is because himself and his uh, wife, Carrie Johnson, were planning a very large post-wedding party at Chequers. And so he wanted to, uh, you know, write the costs off. However, yeah. he has now agreed to move it as he will no longer be Prime Minister. <laughs> and uh, that's supposedly going to be somewhere else coming out of his own pocket and we know throughout his tenure that there has been consistent complaints from Boris that he doesn't have enough money, it's not enough money to pay that is not enough so I mean it is I think I believe his current pay is lower than what he was getting when he was writing his tele- his um, column for the Independent, no not Independent Telegraph. The Standard.
1: No the Telegraph
0: He was writing for the Evening Standard as well wasn't he?
1: No, he was right. to. The big money was the Telegraph, but let's put that in context. So he was getting two hundred and fifty thousand a year from the Telegraph for his mm-hmm. column, and he's once now once a week, once a week, a once a week column. Yeah, once a week column, two hundred and fifty grand a year. Now he's on uh, somewhere in the region of about one hundred and sixty. That's his prime minister's salary. Isn't it one eighty four? You could be right, because they keep increasing them, don't they? Mm, yes, <laughs> they okay. keep getting healthy so, uh, going, pay uh,
0: I believe this year they went up uh, in line with inflation for £2,200, That while at the same time they're saying to the rest of the public that they shouldn't ask for a pay rise. Especially uh, you know, currently though the RMT that they shouldn't ask for a pay rise because that will uh mean that costs will go up and that means that mm. everybody will get asked be asking for a pay rise. So yes, it could be they it never could turn be up to their pay rises down. So it could be up to 180
1: grand now. Mm. Um but yes, so just to one little thing there, because a lot of people getting confused. And I was on, I say a lot of people, definitely people not from the UK. I was on Clubhouse last week, and you know, Clubhouse is like a lot of Americans on there, and a lot of them were confused at what's happening. Like, you know what? No, no, it's not just Americans, Brits too. Because you know, at the end of the day, not everybody knows the ins and outs of everything. So he he's resigned as leader of the Conservative Party, but he's not resigned as prime minister, hence why no. he's still prime minister. Um, so And then once a new leader of the Conservative Party is elected, that person will then become Prime Minister, as you said, uh, for in time for when Parliament returns in September. Yes. Um, So the leadership race. I mean, it's a bit out of date now because the speed what gets me is the spe- the because cons- the Conservative stab, Party stab
0: stab 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 they move stab fast. I think there was it started out with eleven. You Rishit dropped out because I believe he I don't even know what his last name is again. But we had a guy called Rishit who was running this he random got, guy
1: who nobody had ever heard out, of. I
0: believe he got zero uh, nominations. Sajid Javid dropped out because he got zero nominations. Who else dropped out? I think Pretty was Grand talking Shaps. about. Grant Shapps dropped out, thank God. Uh, Rishi, and uh, not Rishi, uh, Pretty was toying with whether she was going to run. I'm not sure why, because, I mean, her approval rating outside of Conservative MPs is, you know, minus 40.
1: I think she so was toying with it, and then she realised there's no everyone chance hates your she guts. would ever win a general election. <laughs> no, she,
0: no one likes you, babes, other than you. I mean, obviously your besties love you, people of your party, um, but the general public feels your, you know... Cannibalistic murder vibes from here. Like, I've never seen anyone look so scary and like they wish that you were burning alive, like through her very eyes. It, it's te- yeah. abs- it absolutely terrifying, terrifying, lady. No. Uh, and then.
1: So, yes. Ha-
0: yeah. Go. you
1: want me to run through the list of all of them?
0: Oh, so, we dude, had. Um, give us some names. So,
1: yes. So, these are the runners and riders. Or these were the runners and riders. So, we had Liz Truss, Foreign Secretary. Uh, Nadim Zahawi, new Chancellor, as mm-hmm. of last week. Suella Braverman, Attorney General. I Jeremy- can't believe
0: she's getting enough votes to keep going. It's absolutely yeah. insane. I've never seen her put out a coherent sentence.
1: Jeremy so. Hunt, former Health Secretary, mm-hmm. and the enemy of junior doctors everywhere, circa mm. 2010 to 2016. Tom Tuggenhardt, uh, mm-hmm. backbencher. Uh Penny Mordaunt, who was actually a minister, but seems like nobody outside of the conservative circles really knew who she was before last Friday. Well Rishi Sunak, fellow king himself. Mm-hmm. Kemi Badinock, Miss anti Woke. Um, so them, so that was eight. Uh God, who else do we have? Yes, Sajid Javid was Sajid also. He's dropped out now. Grant Chap, Grant Shapp's transport secretary, also mm-hmm. dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had this random guy, MP, who nobody had ever heard of. Rishi Right? Shit, something, you don't even know his last name
0: <laughs> Chamani or Chamain. Some random
1: guy, it was just it was so so mad, anyway well, good for him, jo-
0: he's trying to boost his profile He looked nice
1: And that's <laughs> it, isn't it? Well, I guess we can talk about them briefly as individuals, but let's face it, a lot of them are running and as is the case all the time to simply, number one boost their profiles, and as a result of that, hopefully he'd secure a cabinet job based on whoever, from whoever does win Um, and to be honest, before today, so we had the first round of voting today. Before today, mm-hmm. I would have said Kemi Badenot was in that list, and she probably still is in that because she's probably not going to get to the final two. But she's got some serious backing, though. She, Michael
0: she, Gove's backed her. She so came f- co but also Ron Liddle. Uh,
1: so <laughs> she she came fourth. So we had the first. Um, we had the f- so you had all of the people basically saying they wanted to run. They had to get a minimum number of nominations from Conservative MPs. Uh, as we discussed, not all of them got it, or the ones, oh, some of them pulled out clearly because they weren't going to get it. Um, and then we were down to the eight who actually st- st- in the first round of voting today. Mm-hmm. So, um, eliminated now are Zahawi and Hunt. I mean, and it's, once... it's,
0: it's better off that Zahawi get eliminated because I hate him, are investigating him. So,
1: you should focus <laughs> on that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the top three, well, the top four are. As of the first round of voting, Rishi Sunak, away in ahead at 88, Penny Morden 67, Mm -hmm. Liz Truss, 50, and then Kemi at 40.
0: Penny is doing very well, and it looks like she might be one of the, in the final two. Yeah. Rishi Um, apparently is not very uh, popular among the members. Right. I wonder why.
1: Do you want to maybe explain how the voting works in terms of MPs and their members?
0: I, don't, I love that you're saying that, like I know, because I don't.
1: Well, you should. Anyway, so. Um, so, so yes, how it works is MPs basically vote, Conservative MPs whittle it down to two. So the final, the, the two who get the most votes then go out to be voted on by the Conservative Party membership. And that's going to take place over the summer. So we're the first round today, Wednesday. Second round of voting, I believe, is tomorrow, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then there'll probably be a final round next Monday. And then we'll be down to our last two.
0: And who do we think the Conservative members are going to vote for over the rich brown man or the <laughs> blonde white
1: woman? <laughs> Which one, Penny Morden or Liz The blonde Either white one. woman or, <laughs> Either one, or the rich brown man? So Penny Morden, it seems to be very popular amongst Conservative Party members.
0: Interesting, wonder why.
1: So is Liz Truss. Mm, interesting. Wonder-wise. Rishi Sunak. It's not that he's not popular; he's just not as popular as them. Um, so if
0: you, okay, so Rishi Sunak, I believe popularity among the Conservative members is twenty eight percent.
1: Right.
0: And uh, Penny Morden's, I believe, is sixty four percent. So how? I don't I think, think that's was no- that head I to head. I wouldn't... I might have been head-to-head, yes. I don't know if I would call that uh, popular and just not as popular or popular and unpopular. Fair enough.
1: Forgive me. There's been so many polls here, there and everywhere over the last week. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some numbers say one thing, some say another. But okay, fair enough, I'll take take that. Um, The thing is, it's... Richie Sunak is probably more popular, not even so much more popular, but name recognition when it comes to the country. Yes. But obviously, it's not the country who are voting. It's Conservative Party members. 200,000 Conservative Party members.
0: Conservative Party members, again! get to choose who is our Prime Minister. Again, well, amazing. Well,
1: Labour Party members chose Gordon Brown as the Prime Minister. The country didn't choose Gordon Brown yes in and, 2007. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: hard agreed. That's why they then went to uh, a vote.
1: Corey? No, an election in 2010.
0: Yeah. That's but he means. was Prime
1: Minister from 20, 2007. So three years. It's not like he called an election soon. As, so let's not pretend that, you know, your problem is are, with the but system. The worst,
0: but no, 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 no. But I'm so interested to in why you think that I'm pretending. I didn't say... Uh, oh no, they do that and like the Labour... No, but you, you tried you, to make out that. Oh yes, Gordon Cor- Cor- Brown was on. No, yeah, no, Corey, Corey, let's do it this way. We have had a Conservative government for 12 years, so forgive me if most of my recent and common references with regards to our government and the way that our government is managed and the leader of our country is managed is in reference to the Conservative Party as they have been the presiding party of government for the past 12 years, so that will be my frame of reference. There's no either or with regards to the conservative with the conservative and labor I don't give a heck I don't support Keir Starmer my point is I'm talking about them because those are the people who have been in power for the past 12 years and our last two to three prime ministers are going to be have chosen in this way knifing in the back new one knifing in the back new one I'm tired Can we have a general? I don't want another general election. I want a prime minister. Do your time. We vote again, please. We're begging. We have too much drama going on. There is a fuel crisis, a cost of living crisis, a supply chain crisis. There is about to be a food and wheat crisis. As 30% of wheat is grown in the basin in Russia and Ukraine, and we're having this nonsense between bloody Litvach and Petty Morden, and no one knows who they are, and no both of them have got split ends. Let's focus. Come on. I don't give a heck. We need to get this over and done with. None of these men care about us. They all want to bring back facturism and cut taxes when people are getting a £2,000 rise in October in our energy bills, and none of them are talking about it. And Kemi Tabagnock is ranting on about bloody toilets. Sis, focus. And this is what you're... This is why I'm thinking, look at you. You've made me start shouting, I'm fuming. Now, look.
1: I mean, um, yeah.
0: See, I now know. I've just monologued for two minutes. I apologise profusely. Corey was trying to call me out, and I'm not absolutely not having it because it's not the case.
1: I was just trying to ask you to be consistent in your judgment in how our in how the leadership of this country I, is. I would is, absolutely is be
0: consistent. I'm so sorry I didn't talk about the, the changeover of government when I was 17 years old. Well,
1: oh, I, I would have taken Great. you for a very uh, politically aware uh, teenager.
0: Um, anyway, carry, uh, on with, carry on with the tale that you were telling.
1: I don't remember, but um, I mean, look, <laughs> you were talking is, about the
0: members of the leadership, um, the point, leadership point is, and who point is, was left.
1: By the time we do our next episode, we will have we'll be down to the two. I think next episode, we can take some time to maybe uh, review the contest between now and then. And then we can uh, properly look at the two who are going to be the one of one of whom will be the next prime minister. And who we think will win then. You know, people keep asking, I keep people, people talking about predictions. I think it's completely impossible at the moment to make a prediction of who's going to win. Um, you can maybe predict who's going to become the, the final two, but it's just wide open field.
0: It might and be I note, He's talked about increasing 3% of spending for the military.
1: Yeah, the 100%, 100% agree with that. Um, uh, Stoll did Grant Sharps, He wanted 3% too. Um, but but uh um, focus. Well, yeah, he needs to focus on just getting the training. Yeah, there's about to be a general,
0: like, there's about to be a national uh, strike again on the 27th of July unless he pulls his finger out. So you should focus on that.
1: Indeed, but um, as we close, if you had to pick, I know, I know, it's it's like asking you to choose whether you want to die by heart attack or being shot. But if you had to choose, I would choose sleep. If you had to choose of those final eights, well, not final eights now down to final six, isn't it? Because we've got Bad Knock, well, Brave Men. Who would you choose?
0: I would have chosen Sajid Javid.
1: No, of I, who's still there, I
0: mean. I would have chosen Sajid Javid because I believe out of all of them, he's the one, I, I might not agree with his politics, but I do believe that he doesn't have a visceral hatred of the general public mm. um, or, you know, people of different races, also Grand mm. Chaps. I don't believe that to be the case. Um, out of this lot, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Uh, like you say, Rishi Sunak has name recognition, but I do not believe that he has um, the best interests of uh, the general public at heart. I don't believe most of them. I don't know Penny Morden that well. I've seen her voting record and it was not great. Uh, I've seen Tom Tugendhat's voting reg- record, and it was not great. I've seen Liz Truss's. I don't. I wouldn't trust Liz Truss to be a paper, in charge of a paper bag. Suenna Braverman, also the same. Uh, who's left? Jeremy Hunt? He's out, right?
1: No, he's out. Uh, Kemi? Kemi Badnock? I wouldn't choose I mean, Badnock I I Kemi, Kemi
0: Badnock, because Kemi Badnock would peel my skin off and serve it to the nearest dog if she thought that it would get her half a vote and a packet of crisps um no. so no not her
1: uh, who else that's it that's
0: it no, yeah no <laughs> is my answer
1: no i mean I, I i mean i listen i think there is something to be said though because look at the end of the day mm. the oh, next prime minister who would you is, vote for
0: as a conservative party voter who would you vote for
1: before we get to that <laughs> and i'm not going to get rid of that but before we get to that the next prime minister is either going to be a woman or a minority or both, because Kemi is both, or like, Suella Braverman is both. Or it
0: could be Tom Tugendhat and being neither. Mm,
1: well, going by the numbers, Tom Tugendhat is well, along with Suella Braverman. He's got the least number of supports so far. Yeah. Obviously, numbers change because different. <laughs> you know, based on who's dropped out, votes get reapportioned, and it's and it's to do with. I who's mean, on which won, side of the party? I,
0: I hear what you're saying, but if that's like saying, oh well, if Enoch Powell was brown, you know, more power to him. Like, okay, <laughs> it's if not what pop- I said no no no, no about but, more power
1: to them i just no, no, i'm just no, making but a you point know what I mean? like, if, if your
0: politics if your politics is garbage and is about you know the oppression of marginalized um and ethnic minorities marginalized peoples and ethnic minorities it doesn't matter who you represent it doesn't matter if you're a black woman if you're a black woman who you know is actively kicks the ladder down and is willing to step on the face of other black women and then pretends or is quite happy to be in service of supremacy and the down and downtroddening of those people, then it doesn't matter that you're a member of that of that group because you actively, you know, work against them being them getting to where you are. Like, let's be clear, and I think it's important to point this out. The reason that we have Swishy Sunak and we have Kemi Badenoch and all the rest of these people is because David Cameron made it one of his tenets as the leader of the Conservative Party to ensure that he had got BAME candidates into safe Conservative seats. Absolutely, I can guarantee you with no word of a lie, and I wouldn't need to ask any of them, that neither Rishi Sunak or Penny Morden or Kemi Badenoch would advocate for that policy now. And that is the reason that some of these people are there. They would not advocate for that policy. So they're very much of the belief that how they got to where they are, they should not offer that opportunity to anybody else because they don't believe that those, they do not believe in that sort of politics. So forgive me if I then should not be amazed and wondered by the fact that they share the same race as me or are members of ethnic minority or are members of the same same um, gender.
1: Is It's not enough. I'm not saying that the be all and end all of everything is representation politics. I'm not saying that.
0: It's like, oh made, sorry, I'm simply so making like, the oh, observation. So if a president of a, of a country is black but they kill everybody, I should be proud because they're black. Uh, well no. I think that's
1: gotta
0: be fine. Mean, who are you calling let's, a potential murderer let's find the happy on. Let's find a happy medium then. So if Boris Johnson was black, I should be proud. I didn't say anything about pride, you know. Okay I, I should, I should, be, I, should be, I should be happy for the representation of Did you say anything about oh, in fact, finish? let's do this if uh let's even better, let's do Theresa May, who as was an active and um enthusiastic participant in the deportation of um Caribbean elders, if uh Theresa May was a black Caribbean woman, would that we be like, "Oh yay, representation. Would that matter to you? as a uh, member of that community. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I'm not saying that you no, said never, that. No, no, but I'm no, not saying asking, that. Why, well, why, not, why are you I'm asking
1: saying, me that? I think because it's not like I, I think
0: because it's an interesting question. So would you be like, oh, would you say, oh yes, at least she, but representate? not even at least. No, Rep, no, no, no. Acknowledge, no but at least. Would you acknowledge the representation of Theresa May? She was a Black Caribbean woman and was an active participant an active and enthusiastic particip- in, uh, participant in the um, deportation and criminaliz- criminalization of the elders of our community. Would it matter? Of course not. You. That's what I said. I, what I said, exactly. Like, so up, I don't give up. a heck. That's my point. I don't give a heck. Kevin mm. bad to knock. She don't care if I'm a black woman. She's not interested. In fact, they actively want to point out that we should not be giving in to identity politics. Identity politics doesn't matter. It's not important. Race doesn't matter. As thus, it doesn't matter. I, I don't see colour. Yeah,
1: I disagree. I, 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 I'm not going to go so far as to say it's it just by default, it's something to be proud of. Race doesn't However, matter. What I what I would say is I think it's um I think it's it's something it's notable it's notable that's all I'm saying I, I think will, it's will
0: do you know what? I won't disagree with you it absolutely is that's notable. that's literally all I'm saying it absolutely is notable but and I will also say the the and there is a the politics then, as no, to the, why
1: potential the, why mm-hmm. there's a question then as to why you look at uh, let's just take the two major parties mm-hmm. and you'd be like okay well why is it that if um, Liz Tross, Penny Modern, or Kemi comes becomes Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. The question is, why? Um, is it not possible Why, would the, why Party? would the Conservative Party have had three female Prime Ministers and mm-hmm. the Labour Party, none? Or, if it's Rishi Sunak or Kemi Badenak, uh-huh. the question will be, why is it that the it's the Conservative Party that has the first okay. in in modern times, okay. not let ever, me give you... No, let me, let me, no, I'm not finished, uh, I've not oh, finished. Okay, go on, yeah, yeah. The first, the first ethnic minority... Mm-hmm. Um, as prime minister in modern terms, like I said. Okay. Not, not overall. Okay. Uh, as opposed to the Labour Party. You've had none. Okay. I'm just saying there's a question. No, no, there. I hear you. There.
0: Okay. I think the answer is one. The Conservative Party is the most successful political party in the West in Western Europe. One. That's what that would be why. The world. Two. In the world, yeah. One. Two, um, institutional racism. The Labour Party is institu- institutionally racist. And I um So was, you're saying the Conservative Party isn't? No, that's not what I'm not saying. I'm saying there's, the Conservative I'm not saying Party. They are, I'm just asking oh, you. Conser- yeah. I'm, not, I'm saying absolutely well, not. both parties are institutionally racist, but we can see with regards to how the Conservative Party oper- operates and with regards no. to how the Labour Party operates. The Conservative Party operates with regards to rallying around its members. That is, again, because they, the Conservative Party serves the Conservative Party first and foremost. The Labour Party serves the, the Labour Party. However, there are caveats. The Labour Party serves the Labour Party. If you are a member of the left, Within the Labour Party, it does not serve you. If you are a member of an ethnic minority, it doesn't serve you. If you are a member of the ethnic minority of the left, it absolutely hangs you out to dry. The same, the same way with regards to whenever the you know a member of the um, Conservative Party um, experiences racism in the press, etc., or you know, if or from the the loony left or whatever it is, they are very clear. And within all ranks of that party have a standardized message to come out in support of the ethnic minority member that prior only within the time and not to be to to bang the point only within the time where Jeremy Corbyn was the leader of the Labour Party. Did that ever happen? That has not happened prior and has not happened since. And let's point out that Diane Abbott as a member, as the first black British MP has consistently received 50% of all MP abuse for all um, female MPs. And I can tell you now that Keir Starmer has never made any sort of effort to come out in support of her. He's not made any effort to come out in support of any ethnic minority MP who has been receiving of uh, racist abuse. So it's very clear that both of these these parties operate differently and they operate differently with regards to their ethnic minority. The Labour Party does not accept and is not interested in the ethnic minority voice outside of them getting inner city votes. That is the only time that they're interested. And then even then they take the votes for granted. They make no effort to court their members. They make no effort to listen to or to hear anything that they have to say. It's very clear and it's very obvious. So that's how those parties operate. And I'm not, I'm not out here to um, sort of pretend as if, say, the Labour Party is some benevolent um, group of people who are, you know, in touch with the cultural, political and ethnic zeitgeist of the country. They are not. They don't listen. They are not interested in listening to ethnic minorities. They see themselves, with regards to power, ethnic minorities as a detriment rather than a boost to their party. And that's why they are in the position that they are and will continue to be. Look at the current cabinet.
1: Oh, look! Put it this way: Uh if Kemi Bradnock becomes the next prime minister, I am getting the first first one way ticket out of here. That's so going interesting because oh, listeners Jamaica. less however, than two however, days however, less than two days ago, Corey said
0: that he agreed with Kemi Starmer. Do
1: you know what? That is I oh, am going
0: classic I taking out of context. I'm going to screenshot the messages and post them on our Insta. Corey said, "I agree with Kemi. Actually, so don't Plastic. try and backtrack now. Don't try and But as right I now. was
1: saying, if she becomes prime minister, I am out of here. However, on That's my way out, are you on my way out, I will give. I'll, 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 there'll be a part of me will be, part of me will smile. I'm sorry. I, maybe you can say I'm just sold out to identity politics. Whatever. Unbelievable <laughs> people, it's you. A very, very small part of me will smile and be like, "Oh, a black woman." I mean, after that, I'll come to my senses and be like, "Okay, she's horrible in so, terms okay. of her politics." You,
0: question then: Do you think what, that Kemi Badenoch could be could be uh, would could be successful if she had um, even Penny morden's politics, or if she was, you know, um, to the se- more to the center of the
1: Conservative the Party? I don't agree. Okay, with, I don't I don't right. agree with the premise of your question. Basically, you, right, because the assumption behind your question is um, to be successful in black, you have to be crazy.
0: No, I and, that's and not. I don't think you have to be crazy. I don't think Kemi Bad. I don't think Kemi crazy at all. I think she's a right. She's a right wing conservative member.
1: Okay. And I think. Let I think me rephrase. As a member of an ethnic Let minority. Let me rephrase. Like, mm-hmm. What you're trying. What you're saying is. The, what you're saying is to be successful in black, you have to be as hard right as you can. And I don't. In the conservative that. party. No, I don't accept that. Don't and
0: accept to be and to be a leader of this country, you don't think so? Definitely not to be leader of country. No, not to be. To be. To be an ethnic minority leader of this country, you don't think that you have to be right wing. Uh,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. I said hard right as in like all the way down there. Right wing pe- if you're in the Conservative Party, you're right wing, period. So mm-hmm. of course uh, the question doesn't make sense. So, all okay. I'm saying is, you know, so to, so right
0: to the right, so not so righty right, you have to be righty right. No. So I mean, you look- have to and you have to I think you would have to specifically come out as Anti any sort of race politics, anti any sort of identity politics, anti any sort of um, potential to um, have any sort of social mobility. I think the you would we have, have that, to.
1: That's the requirement to be. I African think you would have to be. Country. I think you would have to be very clever and very um, nuanced in what you say and how you say it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, mm. but I don't accept that you have to be. You know, anti everybody. No. no, no, I don't.
0: Well, I guess we'll see then, won't we?
1: Um, but yeah i mean if you, if you if you if you if you if you turn up to pmq's with in a t-shirt with Malcolm X on it yeah i don't think that's going to run but
0: i don't think at you're allowed to time, wear t-shirts in Parliament. well no me. you can
1: not but uh, all right not pmq's but you get what i'm trying to say anyway we have been going on for far too long absolutely we have um and i'm not listening back to all this to edit it down so it's coming out <laughs> as it is uh, so sorry for the go...
0: uh shouting and the rambling guys It's absolutely been a if anybody does make it this
1: far, <laughs> then, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to, but good luck. Yeah, so let's leave it there, and then uh, next mm-hmm. week we'll talk about the uh, one of the two people who will be, well, the two people who are fighting to be the next prime Leader minister of, this, uh, of the great United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Boiling Ireland, Hot Nation, and whom uh, Her Majesty the Queen will invite to form a government on the fifth of September It's currently
0: twenty nine degrees inside my house.
1: Good. indoors. In Love doors. Good. My house is brick from top to bottom. Right. Are you going to, are we going to wrap it there? Great.
0: Okay, guys, have a lovely, lovely time. Good morrow.
1: Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotBainPod. And if you're listening on iTunes and you enjoyed what you heard, rate us five stars. It helps us get up the rankings. If you didn't enjoy it, ignore everything I just said.